Hello swimmers and welcome to TST Quick Splash. I'm your host Danielle Sperling and in this bite-sized pod we have a wrap-up episode of all the news from the Master Swimming Australian Nationals held over the last week. This comp was held at Sydney Aquatic Centre at the Olympic Park in Homebush. So, so much history involved from the 2000 Olympics hosted in Sydney. And there are around 567 swimmers from around 84 Masters Clubs across Australia who are battling it out. Let's hear what happened on Pool Deck. After two years of cancelled nationals due to COVID and lockdowns in Australia, it was wonderful to see so many happy and friendly faces on Pool Deck over the four-day meet. Interstate friends reconnected and new friendships formed, particularly in the chatty warm-down pool after each race. That was certainly one of my favourite places to chill out after racing. On a personal note, I was really happy to meet many of our podcast listeners at these nationals who I've connected with over the last year and a half through social media, but great to meet them all in person. And they were so encouraging and it's given me so much sort of motivation to keep going with this podcast, knowing that people out there really are enjoying it. It was certainly humbling to hear how much the interviews on Torpedo Swim Talk have inspired and motivated them to keep up their own master swimming. That has been the aim of the podcast all along. I always wanted to share my love of master swimming and grow that community by letting people hear from master swimmers who are kicking goals from around the world. So thank you to everyone that came up to me at the meet. It means a lot and told me how much they were loving the episodes. Let's move on to have a talk about some of the records broken during nationals. We had two individual world records. First one from 95-year-old Liz Wallace in the 50-metre freestyle, and the second from 85-year-old Tony Goodwin in the 200 breaststroke. Both Liz and Tony also broke several national records, and Liz went on to become female swimmer of the meet. It's a fabulous effort from both swimmers and I can only hope, as probably you do as well, that you are going to be swimming that fast at their age. Great effort, guys. There were 85 national records broken during nationals. I'm not going to mention them all here, but I thought I would highlight a few that were standouts. First up, the ever-youthful Lee Rogers in the 65 to 69 year age group who broke the 25, 50 and 100 metre butterfly, the 100 metre backstroke and the 200 metre IM. Great effort, Lee. Next up, the speedy sprint specialist, Jill O'Mara, who in the 45 to 49 year age group broke the 25, 50 and 100 butterfly and the 25 freestyle. From the male swimmer of the meet, Paul Lemon, in the 55 to 59 year age group, Paul had a huge program and executed it beautifully with the two, four and 800 freestyle national records, plus the 200 and 400 IM and the 200 backstroke. Great swimming, Paul. And from Darius Schultz from Victoria in the 200 butterfly and the four and the 800 freestyle. Special mention to David Bale from Canberra, a past podcast guest, who as a multi-class S9 athlete, swam against able-bodied swimmers and still came away with medals and a New South Wales state multi-class record in the 200 fly. Way to go, David. My other special mention goes to the elite men's relay team of Olympians, Chris Feidler and James Hickman, with FINA Masters world record holder teammate Guy Farrow and open water champ Peter Teal. 
They broke the national record in the 4x50 freestyle relay and narrowly missed the world record. I'm sure that next time will be the dream time, boys. I'd like to share some reflections from a few Nationals competitors that I met over the weekend. Maybe you will recognise some of these thoughts and feelings yourself when you race. First off, let's hear from Kim McKeon, who swims out of the University of Queensland Masters team. Kim said she was delighted to take part in her first National Masters swim meet. She felt that the event event was really well organised and there were many officials and volunteers that had made it come together over the three days. In Kim's own words, the thing that I enjoyed the most was catching up with people that I hadn't seen for a while, especially my 90-year-old friend Diana. She was there poolside watching all my swims and as soon as she could, she would come over and give me a big hug and say how well I had swum. Mind you, Diana was part of the world-breaking 360-plus relay team, so I think she did a tremendous job herself. This is something I will reflect on and it really inspires people like myself to be the best I can and have fun while I'm competing. I was extremely happy with my results. I came away with six PBs, five Queensland state branch records and one national relay record. There were eight University of Queensland team members that took part and we encouraged and supported each other throughout the meet. I'm really looking forward to going to Hobart next year for another fabulous Masters National Swim Meet because the atmosphere was so enjoyable. Thanks, Kim. Now let's hear from Lisa Horlick from Canberra, who had a pretty tough time heading into the meet, but ended up triumphing. Lisa says, a few things that she can share. My original club disbanded their master's swimming program six months before nationals. I ended up training by myself in public lanes. In February, I contacted my previous coach, who had moved to Queensland, and asked him to set me a program to lead me to nationals. We focused specifically on the 8 and 400 metre events. I had an eight-week training cycle of intensity to take me through to nationals. My highlight event would have to be the 800. I executed my race plan to the letter and it felt amazing. I dropped 17 seconds and won my first ever nationals gold. I cried when I told my family of the news. It was my goal and to my surprise it happened. Things that I found challenging going to a meet like this is what and when to eat. I struggle with this and tend to stick to liquids as I'm scared to eat any solids. End of the day, I eat everything in sight. <laughs> Don't we all, Lisa? To ensure that my diet didn't change while I, was, while I was away, my husband bought me a small microwave to take with me. Thanks for those reflections, Lisa, and it's wonderful swimming from you to execute that 800 freestyle to plan. Well done. And from Aaron Cleland, a past podcast guest. Aaron said his prep for the meet was vastly different than previous preps. He was feeling really relaxed about the meet and posting some nice times in training, but he wasn't sure how that would convert and if his 14-week lockdown last year in Sydney would affect his results. In Aaron's words, there were some nerves before my first event, the 400 IM, given this is what I was preparing for. I was looking to post a solid time, especially given that there aren't too many opportunities to knock out one in short course meters. Once that first swim was out of the way, everything just seemed to fall into place. I'm guessing that's what trusting the process is all about. Overall, I'm very happy with how the meet went and my performances. 
For my medleys, there is room to move in the back end of the race. It's adjusting between the strokes that I need to become more familiar with to squeeze the extra time out. And if there was one race I wasn't happy with, it would have been the 100 IM. I just didn't feel as I connected to the swim I was looking for. I was happy with my breaststroke races, especially the 200, given that I backed it up after the 400 IM on the first day. It was a surprise that I had some very rare front end speed, something that doesn't come naturally for me. Given that for my 100, I put myself in a position at the 50 to hit a 107, but faded over the last 25. If there was a swim I surprised myself with, it was the 400 free. It felt very comfortable and controlled, and looking back over my splits, I executed the race as well as I could have on the day. It's unusual for me to be smiling like that after a free race. Way to go, Aaron. He did have a very funny little story that I think I'll share with you too. Aaron had a bit of a wardrobe malfunction before his 25-meter breaststroke. He was chatting away, because he's quite a chatty guy, chatting away, and he pulled on the strings of what he thought were his shorts to tighten them up. But it was the strings of his jammers, and he pulled the jammers string all the way through. His first thoughts, he said, were racing without doing the jammers up, but I'm glad that he didn't. But he ended up running upstairs and getting his wet pair that he warmed up with and putting them on. Um, got back on pool deck about two or three heats before his race and knocked out a great 25-metre breast. And the last reflection I wanted to share with you today was from the lovely Nicole Danton from Shepparton, who swims for the Goulburn Valley Crocs. Nicole says, I personally love the short course format. The 25 races were really fun for me. They also made me focus on the race skills like a good dive, underwater work and fast finish and touch. For the longer races, turns were a huge focus to keep the momentum going. Her favourite moment was seeing her husband and three boys in the stand cheering her on. She hopes to inspire her kids to be fit and healthy through their entire lives. Nicole said she was so impressed with the organisation of the event. The meet ran really well and she'd like to thank all the officials and volunteers who gave up their time. We can't swim and race the way we do without all our lovely volunteers. Nicole's hardest moment of each day was getting the race suit on and off. And I think all the ladies out there can relate to that one. The change rooms and the pool deck were full of other ladies helping each other with straps on and off before and after their races, which makes Master Swimming Community such a lovely one to be a part of. Thanks for sharing that, Nicole. Thanks to all these legends for sharing their thoughts with us. I hope everyone can relate to these and take something away from these experiences to add to their own toolkit. I'll add my own biggest takeaway that I got from the meet. I forgot so many things about racing after such a long break and it's reminded me to practice more race skills at training so it becomes second nature because under the pressure of racing you forget all of those things. Point in case when I forgot to do my dolphin underwater kicks off the dive in my last freestyle race. I didn't practice diving anywhere near enough before nationals. This is a lesson learned and I'll make sure I do more race prep during training before the next time I compete. Slightly off the topic of Australian Masters Nationals is some breaking news from two past podcast guests who both broke the world record over the weekend in the same event, in the same age group, on the same day, in two different locations. So congratulations to Lynn Marshall, who broke the 200 backstroke world record in the 60 to 64 age group with a 235 in Ontario, Canada. 
A few hours later, Carlin Pipes broke the same world record in British Columbia in 2.34. If any FINA officials are listening in, I hope that Lynn gets a world record certificate as well as Carlin. Both swims are amazing and well done, ladies. Thanks so much for listening in today. I hope you enjoyed the Australian Nationals Roundup. Good luck to all our American listeners for your Master Spring Nationals starting in San Antonio this weekend. I look forward to seeing all your results. Torpedo Swim Talk will be back to normal programming next week, so look out for episode 67. And as always, I encourage you to follow and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Tell a master swimming friend about us and check out our website at torpedoswimtalk.com. And I wanted to leave you today with a riddle. What does a fish swimming in water say when it strikes against a wall? If you know the answer, put it in our socials and we'll see who gets it right. Till next time, happy swimming and bye for now.